Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to my show. This is Peggy Amanisi, broadcasting from Westchester County, New York. The name of our show is Signs Our Loved Ones Send Us. Tonight we're um, doing a show to bring on your stories of haunted places or maybe your loved ones coming to you. And I'd like to dedicate uh, the show tonight to uh, our uh, friend, (laughs) Robin Williams. He made us laugh. He made us cry. He's... um, brought suicide out into the open and um, I had put something on tonight on my Facebook page Um, if anybody feels suicidal or needs to talk to someone you can call into the show and speak to us see if we can help you though we're not experts but we're here for you and also there's a suicide hotline number on my Facebook page tonight so if you really feel like um, you know depression is getting the better of you please go to my page and call the 1-800 number Okay, I'm going to be bringing on my uh, co-host, Melissa. I haven't seen her in a couple of weeks, so let's bring her on. Hi, Melissa. Hello, Peggy. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. How was your week? How was your week? My, good, my week was very busy. How was yours? Crazy as usual, you know. Um, you, I'm sure you heard I'm dedicating the show tonight to Robin Williams. Uh, yes, he was one of I my favorite with, actors in the world. Uh, I think he... 
he it broke my heart. It really did. Um, you know, about a week ago, I <clears throat> we talked about on the show last week. Uh, you were missing in action because you had stuff to do, and Kevin Chappelle was on again, Chappell, uh, with his uh, you know more about the Bible and the truth about uh, psychics and people with spiritual gifts. And you know, I had lost a friend last week, and a few days later was the anniversary of a boyfriend of mine before I was married. <clears throat> that also committed suicide, so I'm not new to that. And I know how that can devastate not just, well, everyone, everyone. I mean, yeah. they're gone, but it's it's 43 years later, and I'm still devastated by it. Uh, it was unexpected and uh, no warning, and, and it's kind of ironic that uh, this happened with Robin Williams, too, now, and... Uh, I just want our listeners to know that, you know, we, we've lost many, you know, many of us on the show, you know, like our children and our parents and siblings and what have you. And our show is, you know, we're here to help you. It's not just about giving readings or whatever. Just if you want to call and invent or if you're feeling very depressed, you know, we're here for you if you need someone to talk to. I just, so I want the listeners to know that. So Yes, definitely. You know, I go, uh, it brought a lot of memories up to his passing because, you know, my older two, when they were small, of course, Meg's passed and what have you, and uh, Mark and Mindy was like our favorite, one of our favorite shows, and that was when he first came out, Robin Williams, and he, um, I, I did a lot of postings on my regular Facebook about him today. He was a very deep individual, you know, so yeah. anyhow... Um, so I want people to share the stories. Uh, not, not, no one's on the board right now, and I just want to let everybody know my chat room's down. So if you want to go to my blog talk radio, Peggy S. Emanisi uh, Facebook page, if you want to talk to us there, um, you can go and chat with us there. If we can, um, you know, if we don't get too many calls, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll chat with you on that page, okay? Did you but, have a favorite uh, I, you know, movie of his? Huh? Did you have a favorite movie of his? Well, everything. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, you know, uh, good so morning. Good. What it's was the one? Choose. You know, the one. Good morning, Vietnam. What was it? Good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. You know? Yeah, I mean that's another special part of my heart because I uh, lost your uncle, my husband, to Agent Orange diabetes, which he he got in Vietnam and died 40 years later. So that kind of touched me, of course, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, his Mrs. Doubtfire, of course, you know. Oh, I know. She looks like a lady. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Oh, she finally sang. Yay. <laughs> you know, you you being in the teaching field and, and doing child care on the side. And and he, he was the best nanny ever. You know, right. he really was. He had another he really movie was. also. Um, did you ever see Dead Poets Society? I might have, but I don't remember. Refresh my memory okay. on that and the listeners. That is one of my favorite movies in the entire world. He's a teacher in that movie, so I uh-huh. connect with him because I'm a teacher. Um, right. So it showed really how he, he was John Keating. That was his character. It's based on a true mm-hmm. story, and he inspired a classroom full of boys to kind of find their own footing in life and to figure out who they were and to not be afraid, have no fear, just kind of figure out their dreams and conquer everything mm-hmm. so there was there was a quote in there i actually wanted to read because i know that you love poetry a lot of just course like me so yeah. one of the quotes that i love from this movie is we don't read and write poetry because it's cute we read and write poetry because we're members of the human race and the human race is full of passion poetry beauty romance love these are what we stay alive for and i kind of felt like that really does sum up 
even life, you know, like all the things that we sometimes take for granted. When we put it in a poem, it just kind of comes to life, and we're taking all of our emotions, putting them out there for people to see and to read. It's just very inspiring, Mm -hmm. the character that he was. So no, I totally agree with you. Movies. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Actually, you know what? I'm going to – I wrote a poem for him. You know you know how I just I just start yeah, writing I'd love to hear that. when I feel it, you know. And um, I wrote a poem for Robin Williams. So I would – you know, like I said, I want to – I know the show is about Sandra Love one send us, like I no, said. No, but you got to – Tonight awesome. was about – and I've got some um, uh, things I downloaded tonight on the most haunted places in America. And um, – but I, I did write a poem for him. And yeah, I, I think I want to read that. Okay, I think you should. Okay, if I can find it, because I have to get here. We go. Is yeah, I changed the name like of that. that, that no, my poetry book. I've I've mm-hmm. changed the name again because it's not out yet. Because I've been working on raising honest in heaven, but it's called Grief Venting Through Poetic Expression Poems. Okay, and I feel it's kind of apropos tonight. And this is a tribute to Robin Williams, written by me. Okay. Okay, we'll start here. Robin gave us gave his all to us, but he was human too. Depression depression doesn't pick on people like just me and you. No one is exempt from the torture it can do to our mind. So if someone tells you they feel depressed, try and be kind. You may not understand how they really feel, but never underestimate how hard it is to heal. The mind is the most powerful part of being a human being. So be patient, my friends, with this illness and never treat those people mean. Most most feel with this illness like they have nowhere to turn already. So sometimes just be there and be like their little teddy bear, of course. Offer a hug is sometimes all someone may need. Not much to give someone, is it? No, indeed. Others may need for you to just lend an ear, as depression can be very scary and has us all has all so much fear. I guess the bottom line is we can't always help others in this kind of pain, as our days have no sun, just filled with gloom and with so much rain. But we should never give up trying, as depression is a real illness, sometimes a silent killer with all so much resilience. Even the funniest people are not immune to this disease, as Robin now, by his death, represents that kind of person, how depression can make us blind to it, and how we can be easily deceived. That's really good. Now that's my poem, to, you know, and tribute to him. And I think uh, as much as we appreciated his comedy and his movies, um, now he represents depression. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, we'll save other lives from what I've been reading today on many different sites and not just Facebook, that so many more people are calling into the hotlines now that, that maybe wouldn't have because of his death. So he has... Um, right. Uh, he, now he... Um, he has another purpose. We all we all have purpose. It's almost like an awakening, through. like he's showing people how scary it really mm-hmm. is. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, just like us. I mean, you know, you and I, we both lost a lot of family members, and now we kind of mm-hmm. represent, you know, grieving, like your grieving cousin, and I'm a grieving mom, and so we got to take those, you know what I'm going to say, those lemons and turn them into lemonade. Yeah, well, you know what I really liked about Robin Williams, too, was, as an actor, I feel like he embraced the characters that he portrayed because it wasn't really just acting to him. It was like he was taking on a persona of someone that he truly oh, yeah. wanted to be at times. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what really divided him and made us see him as not only an actor but as a human because his dedication and authenticity to the field of acting 
inspires mm-hmm. us as people. You know what I mean? When oh, you definitely. see his character, you know, you see him in Mrs. Doubtfire, and it's funny and it's silly and whatever, but when you see the genuine look in his eyes when he's, like, looking at children and talking to them and connecting with them, that makes us mm-hmm. see, you know, children are so special, and sometimes people just need to take the time to get to know them and to be there for them and to inspire them to grow up to be amazing parents, too. And I just feel exactly. like a lot of the movies, he does that. He just shows you, like, kids are amazing. So Well, like, he, you know, in the movie Miss Doubtfire, he was actually the father of those kids, and he, right? he pulled it off, even though his marriage what didn't work out. And, of yeah. course, he, um, he co-starred with one of my favorites, Sally Field, in that movie, yes, and um, but that love went beyond the, even the marriage because right. the love for the children seems to take yeah. on. I mean, once you have a child, I mean, you haven't been a mom yet, and no. but once you do have a child, I mean, you. But you, you know what, Melissa, the love that you have, and I've seen this with you. You've had a a couple incidences with some of the children that you teach. Uh, the little boy that needed the uh, surgery around the holidays. And you were right there at the hospital with emergency, you know, appendicitis, and um, yeah. you know, a little little child with diabetes that that you you take special care of, you know, mm-hmm. and that you go beyond. So you do get a taste of it. I mean, you don't even have to be a mom to have love yeah. with children. I mean, me, obviously, you do the work. You, you know do. what I mean? <laughs> exactly, so. exactly. You know, and 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 it's it's just. I mean, children are are. What's the song Whitney Houston says? They're our future. The greatest you know, love of all. And the greatest love of all. And they are. Yeah. They are the greatest love of all. And, and that's, you know, like I said, one of the reasons I do the show, because even though two of my four children have passed, they were my greatest mm-hmm. loves of all. They, that love continues. That grief continues. That uh, feelings are, they were a part of me, a part of my being, a part of my life. And, uh, you know, and I understand other people's emotions that have lost their children, and that's why I do the show, because I, I want them to feel that they can sit and have a cup of coffee, even though I don't drink it, and sit in their living room and call into the show and just right. cry to me, vent to, like to me, tell me your feelings. feel like you have a lending ear, you know what I mean? <clears throat> talk and somebody truly really understands, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, you know, you can go to a therapist, and I'm not downing therapy because it can be good. But, you know, when you have someone that's also experienced it, that knows that deep, deep feeling inside, you know, that lived that, the grieving process, especially with children, like I've talked before, is forever. You know, it's not something you ever, I don't think any grief you ever get over, but a children, like I've said before, with children, it's a different type. And it's it's just, there's no word for it. There's no word on this earth that you can express for for a parent's grief or a grandparent either you know and uh it's awful that's you know that's all i got to say on it you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like i said i don't have any callers ready to talk i mean if somebody wants to call in and talk and well i actually do have a then... question about another robin williams movie for you particularly sure. did you okay. see the movie patch adams by any chance no no i haven't okay i really think you need to see this movie and i'm going to tell you why so because okay. you've been through the process of your kids being really sick and being by their side, so Robin Williams, his character was a doctor. This is based uh-huh. on a true life story, and the doctor uses laughter to try to cure the patients and to brighten up their day. So I kind of mm-hmm. thought, you know, he showed that laughter through illness can cure a bad day and lighten the hearts of those who are sick and suffering. So I was thinking if mm-hmm. you watched that movie, you could definitely relate just because I know your kids were so funny, and you yourself, mm-hmm. I mean – a lot of the times you use laughter to try to kind of like lighten a, such a serious situation. And I feel exactly. like that 
that's so important to do. You know what I mean? Like as serious as it is, laughing just like it relieves stress and and all of that. So I just I wanted to recommend that to you because I feel like that movie is just really going to motivate you as well too. You know, Melissa. You know, I didn't see that movie, but I, one of the things I'm going to go to it right now. One of the things I posted today, I think. <clears throat> was um, in connection with the movie you're speaking of. Okay. And correct me if I'm wrong, I'm going to read to you what I put on here. Because okay. I did a few of him. And it shows him with, um, excuse the noise in the background, i got the air conditioning on, it's oh, very okay. humid here in New York. And uh, we're expecting bad rain, but now they're changing it. I'm not going to do the weather forecast. But <laughs> um, you're not? Let me see. Oh, here it is. I have a picture of Robin Williams with a, um, oh, yeah, it's Patch Adams. That's the yeah. one you're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay, and the little, little child's on the bed, and, and the quote on the picture says, What's wrong with death, sir? Why are we so mortally afraid of? Why, right. can we, why can't we treat death with a certain amount of hum, humanity and dignity and decency? And God forbid, maybe even humor. Death is not the enemy, gentlemen. If we're going to fight a disease, let's fight one of the most terrible diseases of all, indifference. And that was the quote from him about that movie. What's your feelings yeah. on that? I definitely believe in that because when I watched that movie, I came away with a sense of, I don't know, almost like an enlightening. Like you see all these people and they're sick and, and in the beginning you're thinking, oh, my God, this is awful, this is horrible. And then the doctor mm-hmm. comes in and he just, it's not that he's seeing them as somebody with an illness. He's seeing them as a person. He's seeing them <clears> as right. somebody that they truly are and he's treating them each individually. But mm-hmm. he asks them, he says to them, and this is one of my favorite parts of the entire movie, he says to them, if you could have any wish, what would it be? And the one kid was young, I think they were maybe like 10 or 12, and they were like, I want a pool like full of noodles or full of balloons or something like that. And he's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's so silly, whatever. And then oh, noodles he goes out one day and he takes a whole entire pool and fills it up, <laughs> and they go in there, and it's like literally the best day of their life. And I just keep thinking back to that moment, like I always do silly things with my kids, and I always do silly things with people that – need me to, like, mm-hmm. you know, make their day better and stuff like that. And I'm just like, if one person every hour, every minute did one little thing to help another person like this, like, our world would be completely different. I mean, it's just so, so inspiring agree. to watch one doctor change so mm-hmm. many lives. I mean, we see – and I'm not downing doctors. Doctors save our lives. I admire right. their work tremendously. But sometimes they're so serious that yeah. I can't really try to see the positive light in all of this illness, you know what I mean? And I just feel like well, I, he inspires I can relate doctors. to that on a, on a level where <clears throat> maybe six months before, before my son died, mm-hmm. and without warning, without even telling me, they came in, uh, the doctor came in without saying anything with a palliative care specialist, which is, of course, right. hospice, which means you're going to die. They mm-hmm. gave him no hope. I mean, he was still hoping for the transplants and what have right. you. I can never remember. I mean, I was like my heart sunk because we were fighting till the end. But they're telling me, no, it's the, the fight's over. And they were mm-hmm. telling him the fight's over. And here's the and problem. Was, Don't ever tell anyone their fight's over. You know no, what I mean? No, they can't. There are miracles every day. Well, he looked yeah. and Mark. Mark was, I, you know, in my, my book, Racing Hunters in Heaven, I promise that's going to be out real soon. Uh, I've been working diligently uh, on this book because it's time. It's time. Okay? And um, so you still have to edit it, of course, and I'm of doing course. it on words, so Dr. I'm making Crafton it a lot easier for you this time. editing is ready for this book. Oh, yeah, the, the world is ready, and I'm ready to put it out there because, it's, you know, my 
book, Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug, um, is the outline, like I said, of our lives and with signs. This book is a powerhouse where um, even though I'm the writer, God, God wrote this book. God gave me the messages. God gave me the signs. God uh, has allowed me to write this book to help others going through grief. You know, mm-hmm. and um, but anyhow, one of the things um, you know I wanted to say about Mark. Uh, I wrote a poem about him being. Uh, his name is Marcus, formal name, and that means warrior, king. You know, he was he was a warrior, and I wrote a poem about him about that in the beginning of the book. But he, when the palliative care people came in, he looked at them, and of course he started to cry, and he basically, and I'm going to say it, told him, "Get the hell out of my room, leave me alone. I don't want you." Yeah. <laughs> you know. And, you know, he he lived six, eight months later, and three months before his passing, if that, you know, I've, I've shared the story before, his Mr. Mustache story, you know, mm-hmm. where he's in the kitchen and screaming, and being that he was 22 but looked 12, couldn't grow, he looked 12, I mean, he looked 12. And he's in the kitchen, and I'm thinking something bad's happening, and he just wanted to make me laugh because he had a Super Mario mustache on, you know? Yeah. So he never gave up. He, he, he still kept the humor. He and Meg, my daughter, too, uh, kept the humor. Even uh, maybe three weeks before she passed, um, I'm not going to share the whole story, but someone had called while I was at the hospital, and she started joking. It was kind of raw, but I couldn't believe as sick as she was, like an hour before, she's telling me and telling what the her lungs felt like and she goes ma you know what it's like breathing through a straw that's what she said to me and then I get this call and she's sitting up in the bed and hardly you know having a tough time breathing and she's joking with the person on the other on the other end of the phone so they both kept their sense of humor and which is something that I felt because I've always been a clown and what have you and uh and I've had my times of depression too, so I can relate, you know. I've been I've been clinically depressed a few times in my life and I know that feeling. It's scary. You know, yeah. where nothing seems to help it, you know, but I fought it off and you know, thank goodness because I knew I had to keep going for them, you know, and right. um, but um, they both showed me, like you were saying, Melissa, and I, I agree with you a thousand percent. We have to keep humor in life no matter how hard it is, no matter what we go through. Yeah, there, we got days you cry. You got, and I'll, I'll tell course. you something. Well, <clears> you know, we're not perfect, but humor, but, uh, it changes exactly. people, you know? Yeah. Well, one of the things that, you know, it was kind of weird. I was, I've been kind of down since my friend passed a week ago and the anniversary of my, my boyfriend who had committed suicide back in 71. And then the Robin Williams thing, it really, you know what, it really got to me. And not just about Robin Williams. I mean, he was a, he was somebody to all of us, but just the whole thing. And I was thinking a lot and I, I was getting kind of bummed myself. And I had just gotten, I didn't realize when I bought the new computer, it didn't have a uh, CD player in it, because I went to, uh, when I was doing the book, download the dragon, I'm like, okay, there's no CD thing in it, so I had to go get one for 20 bucks. And today was the day I decided to hook it up to the computer. And I had, and I love um, the Hallmark uh, movies, what's it, on Channel 191 here in New York. Yeah, uh, you know, especially the Christmas shows because they have so much meaning. Yeah, they're you so know? cute. There's a lot oh my of gosh. Well, values I, in them. You know. Well, I'm going to tell you what happened to me today, and we've talked about this originally. Where 
I became aware of it through um, Mark Ireland, the son of Richard Ireland, when he was on my show, who wrote Soul Shift and a couple other books uh, about synchronicity. And then, of course, meeting Kevin Schopel, who wrote the Bible, The Truth About Psychics and Spiritual uh, Gifts. And it, it, and it talked about synchronicities, which I, I never, we call them coincidences, we order, but everything's meant to be. Well, if there's ever a movie to watch, something today out of the ten movies on this disc made me go to the one called, um, what the heck is it now, The Christmas Shoe? Yeah, The Christmas uh, Shoe. Oh, that familiar. You have to. I'm telling you, I I'm not getting paid for this. It's about synchronicity, about these shoes from one kid who, one kid that grew up to be a doctor who lost his mother. That he bought the shoes for her on her deathbed, and it brought him to a girl that ended up needing a liver transplant, which of course my son needed. And I felt like God made me watch that movie today, and it kind of brought me out of my funk. You well, know? There was so if you get to also, watch it, yeah, there was, it was also a significant ahead. event I wanted to tell you about. This oh, okay, just was sure. posted. Okay, because this just reminded me of what we were talking about. In the Huffington Post, I actually sent you a picture on your Facebook. Okay. There was a significant cloud experience today. There was a cloud really? in the form of God, and next to him on the right was an angel. This was in Cape Coral, Florida. Now, the angel has a trumpet, and it looks like it's playing the trumpet, and everyone's saying, is this a sign from God? Wow, what, you just sent it to me? Because I'm on Facebook right now. I don't... To... I sent it to your Facebook, your um, instant messenger. It should pop up any minute. I sent it about like two minutes ago. So it okay, I'm pop trying up to refresh minute, the page and see it, but I don't see it yet. It's unbelievable. Really? Wow. It's, well, go to my Facebook like page, my everybody. I have, I have several of them. I have my fundraising sites and my uh, regular site, which is Peggy, P-E-G-G-Y, middle initial S for Shirley, Um I-M-M-A-N-E-S-I, and look for that picture, because it's not coming up yet on my thing, but, uh, okay. it should be you know, but that's minute. great. Sometimes messenger takes a few minutes. Okay, but that's fine, that's it, fine. You're not going to believe it. But you know it. what, like I said, well, we don't have, like I said, we don't have any callers that want to talk tonight. I don't know why. Um, maybe everybody's on vacation. I do have a lot of people that had committed to... Um, uh, we're coming to the show tonight, so they may just be listening on, you know, regular Google, you know, or or on the internet. Period. So I don't know that uh-huh. until I do my um, my I check my uh, site on my board every day. It gives me the, um, the the amount of people that have called in, how they've listened, what have you. So, but please call in with your stories, or like I said, you need to vent or want to speak to us and and what have you. But um, you know, like I said tonight, the the um, the show was about, oh, you know what, actually, I've got the picture, but, oh, my goodness, wow. You, you said it, it to like, my... It looks like God is sideways, like he's... Um, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to post this picture. I'm going to yeah. post this because you sent it to my private message, but mm-hmm. I can post this. I'm going to post this, so if anyone wants to see this... Yeah, that, very, I can't see it, it real well on the private message, but I'm going to bring it up now. So if you yeah, want to go to beautiful. Peggy Simonisi, I'm going to bring that picture up now. Okay, let me see. Well, let's see. Okay, here we go. And then I'll be able to see it better, too, because I'm very... And it happened where in Florida today? This is in Cape Coral, Florida. It says that the boss of a company was driving home. It was his drive home, and he looked up in the sky for no reason at all and saw that and snipped a picture of it. Oh, my goodness. I see it yeah, now. And he, and he said that everyone is so inspired, and everyone says it's almost like a sign, because tonight there's there's a shooting star show. Oh, so they tonight again? Weird because... Yeah, it's it's tonight and tomorrow, but tonight is a big one. So he's saying, mm-hmm. like, in between, you know, 
the shooting stars and all the cosmic activity and the supermoon and now these clouds that it's almost like a sign. Speaking of well, you know, the, um, you know, it's funny because after, oh, I just got chills. And, you know, being intuitive, I always say there's a touch of the angels. But when I was just looking at that, something else had come up right after that, after you had said about signs from God. And the mm-hmm. saying says, just think. You're not here. You're not. Uh, you. You're not here. Okay. You're here not by chance, but but by God's choosing. His hand formed you and made you the person you are. He compares you to no one else. You are one of a kind. You lack nothing, and His grace can't. Uh, that His grace can't give you. He's allowed you to be here at this time in history to fill His special purpose for this generation. And that came up right after I put that picture up. That's crazy. That, well, you know what? You and I know it isn't. A lot of people still think I'm nuts or we're nuts or intuitives are full of bowl and, and that everything that we do, like this show, you know, there's a lot of non-believers that or think we're evil, which we're not. And uh, that's why I've had Kevin, uh, who is an ordained deacon on the show, your dad, my brother, who's a minister. You know, this, it, these are gifts from God, okay? And I recommend Kevin's book especially, um, Schopel's book, uh, the Bible, the truth about, you know, um, uh, psychics and, and people with spiritual gifts, because he actually quotes parts of the Bible that if you are intuitive or if you're a medium or you have a spiritual gift that because um, we, we question ourselves, especially being Christian, you know, people, women, you know, um, I grew up in the Episcopal Church. You grew up Catholic, you know. And we were taught a certain way, and, and then we have these gifts, and we were like, where the heck is this coming from? And, you know, we think we're, is it of Satan, is it of the devil, is it of whoever, whoever whatever you want to call him. But Kevin's book stresses that it's not, that there are parts yeah. in the New Testament that it's not, you know. And, and that we're chosen, about all my shows, people are chosen to be a certain way, you know what I mean? Like, each one uh, has yeah, a certain def- gift, and now mm-hmm. I believe that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you and I both talked about it, even though we've had these gifts and we're uncomfortable at times, because it's like, well, why, why do we feel this? Why do we, why do you sit there and do the automatic writing, and and do we get names and we read people and it's like, you know, it's scary for us too. We're only human. Right. We're not God. We don't pretend to be. You know, we're Christians exactly. and. Um, you know, we believe what you believe and believe growing up certain things in the Bible. And uh, now Kevin's, thank goodness, book is, is an inspiration to all of us, not just, you know, the general popula- population, but people like us that do have these gifts and, and say, you know what? We're not crazy. We're not evil. Not that we ever felt evil. Sometimes I thought I was crazy with it. I'm like, oh, why is this happening? And I'm afraid to tell anybody for, what, 50 years. I mean, some people knew yeah. I had it. and you know, and you were afraid of it, and you and I talked personally about it, you know. So, you know what, there, it's not evil, okay? It's not evil. And he points that out in his book, so I recommend his book to, to you that um, have doubts about it, you know. Just like Robin Williams, uh, don't be a Mrs. Doubtfire, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, so it, it, it's just, it's insane. And I apologize again about my chat room tonight. You know, it really is uh, no fault of my own. It's totally down. And um, so you can, like I said, go to our, my blog talk uh, radio page on, um, on, on, on Facebook. And uh, if you have any questions, then I'm going to check it now to see if anybody's on there. And um, so anyhow, I had also, I had put some... Um, 
you know, because tonight was a, like a little different show. We didn't have any real guests. It was just you and me. And tonight is about things that go bump in the night, you know. There's so many shows they had on Discovery and the Bio Channel about different haunted places. And we, you know, we all like to get spooked out around Halloween. It's just it's kind of like that thing with people in general, you know what I'm saying? Just gives yeah. you a little kick. But, you know, there are some real places that, that have been... Um, uh, documented where there are a lot of uh, crazy things that go on, hauntings, you know. And I can't, I, you know, I really wish I could put the videos on of these things on my thing. Maybe eventually the, the radio show will go and we'll find a way of doing it on videos. But um, this thing says America's most haunted places, and there's photos. It says ghost hunting has become big business, with paranormal experts offering as evidence dark shadows and orbs of light caused on film, caught on film, recordings of strange noises, unexplained temperature drops. Most haunted places capitalize the attention by offering ghost tours. Waverly, Waverly Hills Sanatorium and Louisville, uh, Louisville is it Kentucky? Even lets you spend Louisville, the night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, request a room 502 only if you want company. The spirit of a nurse who hanged herself from a light bulb wire. No, I don't think I want to do that. But even though I do this, I'm not into no. that. Even for skeptics, playing along can be irresistible. So turn on the lights and get ready to conjure some spirits at these wanted places. And they have pictures here of the Stanley Hotel Estates uh, Park. I think it's in Park, Colorado. Let me see. I'm going to uh -huh. look at the slides here. Yeah, some some of them pretty awesome looking places too. Gorgeous. Um, let's see what else we got here. Oh, this is that was, that place is where Stephen King, who happened to have lived in the town where I grew up for a while in Croton and Hudson, New York, uh, The Shining had inspired fans of the Stanley Hotel, even in the film, and actually occurred on soundstage in L.A. When King stayed in room 417, he experienced a number of unusual things consistent with tales from, from other guests. There are reports of having belongings unpacked, lights turning on and off, and hearing phantom children laughing and giggling in the halls. Staff members also heard music coming from empty ballrooms and kids running and playing on the floors above them. Uh, I got to scroll down a little bit. The hotel plays a haunt, um, plays it up, up its haunted reputation, showing the uncut. Sorry about that. R-rated version uh, of the movie, 24 hours a day. Enough. Oh, this is a pain in the neck. Enough to make even um, any skeptic. This is not my fault, by the way. This thing is going in okay. and out. Um. Well, anyhow, okay, enough to make any skeptic hearing, okay, hearing things that go bump in the night. And it's kind of funny you said that because I didn't look at this before the show, and that's what I'm talking about tonight. So that's crazy. You're psychic. Yeah, you think? Well, that's kind of like watching that movie today. Um, there's another, when the Lincoln Square Theater opened in 1960, it was the third building to occupy the site. The previous two, a hotel, and another theater went up in flames. And the ghosts that were killed are believed to haunt the premises, you know. But there's yeah. more, if it, you know, you can Google America's um, mo 10 most haunted places. Um, then there's another one, I'm not into voodoo, so some people think I am. Voodoo Queen Marie LaVue and sadistic killer Mary, uh, Marie Dolphin. LaLaurie could find some fellow ghostly company in this old Bourbon Street bar. 
um, and that's another place. Um, that's in uh, New Orleans, and of course, New Orleans is pretty well known for that stuff. And there's the Whaley House in San Diego. Um, let's see. Somebody that was famous ghostly resident is the Yankee Jim Robinson. And there was another one. Do you remember the story about that woman, Chloe? That no. was, I think she was, uh, she was a maid. And I, I'm trying to think where it was. Um, and and what happened was she she wanted to. Be, I forgot the reason for it, but she ended up poisoning the family so she could like save them, almost like that. What do you call that disease that people have? The mothers will do crazy stuff. Yeah, Munchkin like syndrome Munchkin or whatever. Munchausen. Whatever they call it. Yeah, uh, something like that. What happened was it didn't work out, and the mother and the daughter died. They ended up hanging her, but they say she still haunts one of these places. But That's if you creepy. go to my blog. Yeah, it, it it is really creepy. I mean, like I said, even though we do this, we, I get creeped out by this stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the, anything of dark energy or anything of that nature or, you know, I mean, having our children coming to us or loved ones to show us that they're okay is fine. But the creepy stuff, I'm still really, ugh, I, I get creeped out, you know. <laughs> I know, so, me too. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you have any, um, do you know of any local? I mean, we talked about it one other time. I don't know of any Sarah. local, but I've been on vacation to haunted places. Like, I've purposely gone to haunted places really? because I find them really interesting. So, last year I went to Florida. My sister lives in St. Augustine. And I went to right. um, the Ripley's Museum, the Ripley's Believe It or Not. Wow. And they have a haunted castle. But this haunted castle used to actually be a hotel. And it was haunted before they turned it into the museum. So I have several right. pictures with orbs in them. Um, there was a theater wow. that we went into, and weird things were happening in the theater. Like, all of a sudden, they had one of the energy meters on, and the energy meter went crazy. So I snapped a picture near that energy meter, and, like, a couple people were getting spooked in the audience. Like, one guy, like, jumped. He was like, oh, I just felt something on my arm. And another person really? was like, oh, I see a shadow over there. One of the seats, like, closed itself. I mean, there was, like... It was really creepy, and I really don't think it was instigated by the staff or anything. I think it was all real. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a couple weird, like, I got really weird vibes. I usually get either really good or really bad vibes around things just because of, like, my intuition and everything. But I had I, the worst vibes in this one room near a fireplace. I don't even know why, but I just didn't want to go near the fireplace at all. And then the one guy, all of a sudden, he was like, oh, yeah, this guy died, like, right near the fireplace. I was like, oh, that's why I'm not standing by it. I was standing, like, the opposite side of the room, you know, because they're telling you all these creepy stories. And, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. you just you go in these these houses, and you actually feel the creepy presence of the people that passed away, you know? It well, you know, it's, it's kind of ironic you talk about that because one of the things, um, one of the chapters that, you know, like I said, my first book is an outline, and you don't know all the stories. I haven't shared everything with ever, anyone, you know. Mm-hmm. But I did. I, I told you about the haunted house I lived in right before my son Mark's birth, you right? You did, yeah. I remember the day that we went to donate the presents to the hospital for the children. Right, you actually right. told that story. You showed me the house, I think. Yeah, well, actually, the house burned to the ground, but I oh, showed you where you they showed me where it was. Yeah. 
That's right. And it's kind of ironic because we were renting, and we were, uh, and it's, it, this is going to be in my raising hundreds in heaven. Everything that happened, but um, it was on Spring Valley Road in in town of Newcastle. Uh, my next door neighbor was Peter Frampton, the rock star, and yeah, we, you know, I had two acres there. He had like fifty, but we were next door neighbors. He lived on around uh, the corner in Glendale, but our properties were attached to each other. And so, and but anyhow, you know, I'll let you when you read the book, but I'll, I'll give you a summary of it. I had no idea that that house was haunted when I moved in, except for the first night I went to go do laundry while we still had our apartment before we moved and creepy things started happening. And a uh, month later, I found out there was a suicide in the house of uh, the third child of the family, and his name was Danny. And, of course, my third child of my family was Danny. And my son Danny started to, at two or – he was like two and a half – started saying some weird things before I even knew about this, and it was confirmed to me – my husband's cousins were three cops in the area, and one stopped by, you know, patrolling the area one day, just stopped to say hi in his break, and he goes, I can't believe you're living in this house. And I'm like, excuse me? Because weird things were happening. I never told him. And he told me about what happened there. And it not only happened to me, but even friends of mine got to a point where they didn't want to come to visit. It was beautiful property. It was great there in many ways, but it was haunted. It was haunted. I mean, I actually got friends that had vibes that they, they said, no, I can't, I can't come there. I can't come there. So, and that's in my next book, Racing Hunters in Heaven, the whole story about that. To the point right before it burnt, which was a couple of years after I moved out and I moved down the street because I actually moved because it was haunted. Okay. And then I got pregnant for my last child, Mark, who passed in three years ago. But um, I was at a restaurant. A friend of mine owned, and I got talking to this woman, and turned out she lived on Spring Valley Road, and I said, oh, I live there too, and and then she was telling me, yeah, she goes, but I got some weird stuff happening in the house I'm in. Turned out she's the one that moved into the house I was running prior, after me, okay? And she started sharing ghost stories with me, and it's in my book, okay? And right after our conversation, they lived, but the house burnt to the ground. So that's some crazy stuff, you know? So yeah. these are some of the stories that I I put in my next book. You know, it's not, you know, racing Hannah's in heaven, and you know, a lot of my son's friends think, oh, it's about his races, and yeah, there'll be some stories about when he was racing and whatever. But it's so much more than stories about racing Hondas. You know, it's about his life and his 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 sightings of him uh, experiencing uh, ghosts uh, that he told me about, you know, even when I was a little kid, and uh, visitations from my late daughter before he passed. There were three, uh, two of which he never would share with me, but a month and one day to his um, before his death on his father's birthday, New Year's Day, which was, um, uh, you know, my husband and him, you know, died nine months apart, and um, my daughter appeared to him and talked to him, and he told me. So, and she also appeared to my husband right before his death, you know. So I share all these stories in this book. I mean, it's, it's, I can't even believe I'm the one that wrote it because this is a book that I would look for, you know, and it's yeah. not being a ego. I, I'm amazed when I read my own writing sometimes because it's like, wow, 
You know, you, you, people like crave things like Stephen King novels and, and, and Amityville horror stories and, and whatever. And what's, I mean, a lot of those are just fiction, too. You know, I'm not saying Amityville, but Stephen King's works. But mine is real. This is really nonfiction. It's real. There's, I had someone recently, a few months ago, say something about editorial rights. Bull. No, it's, there's no editorial rights in my books. My books are real. These are the God, the God honest truth, things that have happened to me, signs that have been sent to me, um, appearances, other people sharing how my kids have come to them, my own appearances, how they've come to me. I was just told, um, you know, you and I discussed it before, were marked in, within the same week appeared to two of my neighbors right after his death. I talked about yeah, that with you. I do remember that. Well, the other day. One of my other neighbors who was married to, well, was, is married to her husband, who would, he was one of the ones that Mark appeared to four times. He's very sickly. Mm-hmm. She stopped over last week, and she shared a story with me. Cause prior to, to my daughter's death, she lost her daughter. Prior to my son's death, she lost her son. A month after her daughter died, the daughter's son died of an overdose. Okay, and he was about the same age as my son when he died. He was 21. Mark was 22. Well, last week, and this is one of the reasons I've had such a hard time finishing the book, because I keep getting more and more stories from people. And she looked at me very seriously the other day. She goes, I never told you, but, and I'm like, but what? She goes, well, one night I was in bed, and it was a few months after Mark had passed away, and I heard some commotion, and I, I, my husband was sleeping, and I looked over, and my grandson, Bobby, and your son, Mark, were standing at my bed looking at us and giggling. Oh, my she God. Never shared that, she never shared that story with me before, ever. No, that's what ever. you should do. You should put a Facebook post asking anyone that has stories about Mark to post them to you. And then you could well, I've, the I've kind of talked to – that's another thing. I've talked to so many uh, other people that have shared stories, which I've never even shared with you. It's going to be in the book. You won't know until you edit it. And there's so many it. of oh them. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, the things that are going to blow your socks off, and you're like the flip-flop queen like me. But anyhow, guess what? We have a caller that wants to speak to us. So let's bring them on. Okay. Okay. See where they're from and what their name is. We don't need your last name, just your first name and what part of the country of the world you're from because we are worldwide. Okay, let's see who this is, okay? Mm-hmm. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you from? My name is Lisa and I'm Kat from California. Hi, Lisa. Your name is it Lisa? Just Lisa. <laughs> oh, just Lisa. Okay, I wasn't sure what it was. How are you? Have you ever heard the show before? Have you ever called in before? I, I, I have not called in. I have heard the show before. I listen to you guys. I'm on the road uh, during your time of your show. Aww, so it's like a for my job. Well, it's like the girls hanging out, you know? Exactly. Like it's like a party. <laughs> you know, that's what we are. We're, we're like, um, what's that show, The View? We're, we're the unplugged, uncensored view. <laughs> I'm not a coffee drinker, but, you know, pretend you're sitting in your living room drinking coffee. And Lisa, whatever show she missed, this is actually my 29th show. All my shows are archived forever. So you can always go to my site on, on Blog Talk Radio, uh, Blog Talk Radio, Peggy S. Emanisi, and you can hear my shows at any time you want at your own leisure. How's that? Sounds fabulous. So, Lisa, how can we help you tonight? Do you have a, sh- a story to share, or do you want us to just okay, tell us what you want? 
I don't a care. Really we're fun just, one. So. Well, we're just hanging out, girlfriend. So it's all good. Okay. I'm Peggy. This is my niece, Melissa. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> uh, I am. You know, lately I've just been feeling major shifts. Beautiful shifts. I'm a recently married woman, and I the man of my life in my in my presence, and um, we're currently buying a house. Which, oh my God, what an ordeal! I mean, really. Right. Well, I know. There's so much involved. I know, right? It's all the middle people, and I kept like, no, 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 simple. I'm a nurse. I get, I get the cognitive, you know, make it simple. It doesn't. They yeah, don't well, you like know what? Uh, at least that's something I'll share with you. I had my own nursing business for twenty some years, and I have a mess oh, and has two of my four kids <laughs> cystic fibrosis. So I kind of worked around them, just doing home care until a, I got so popular with because I was honest that I ended up with twenty one other nurses helping me because we we oh. ended up going. I state, so I can share that experience with nursing with you. So. Oh, I deal with the mentally ill. All my patients, I'm an independent living skills instructor. I deal with all of them. And uh-huh. I, I love it. I mean, you know, with your Alzheimer's and, and dementia and, you know, this Robin Williams thing. It, I well, you know what, Lisa, him. let me stop you because that was my specialty. That's what I did. My own mother died of Alzheimer's, and I told everybody I was a plumber with a broken toilet. I specialized in Alzheimer's and dementia, and 95% of my patients had Alzheimer's or dementia. So there's a synchronicity on in tonight. So it's a tough – how long have you been doing it, Lisa? Uh, This is – I've been nursing for three years now, and this is my first six months. Uh, last six months, excuse me, I've been working for somebody else in this uh, field uh, uh-huh. for business, and I, I really love it. I, I think this is an untapped, um, I don't think a lot of people like doing this, and I really feel comfortable doing this. And yeah, I did I, I burned after 20-some years. You do burn. You burn out. And you know what happened to me? <laughs> this is weird. I came out of one of the um, local senior, because I, I did the home care, okay? I came out, I'll never forget, out of my one of my favorite patients, Helen. She was sent home from the hospital saying she didn't have long. I kept her alive for, I think it was five and a half years. And I came out that day, this before I was diagnosed with MS that I've had since I was nine, didn't get diagnosed with 50. Long story short, and my legs, I remember coming out that day and saying, looking up at God, I can't do this anymore. I, I, I can't, my body just can't take it anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. That night, mm-hmm. I was hit by a driver that went through a red light and oh lost the business, and I was laid up for two years, but eventually got diagnosed with my MS because of that. So be careful oh. what you ask. But I was burnt. It was gone. It wasn't a good oh. thing. Bag of mixed nuts. But it is a very rewarding field because these are the forgotten people. And I lost my grandfather to Alzheimer's. I lost my mother to Alzheimer's. I have another family member who has it right now. I won't talk about it. Uh, Pre-Alzheimer's. And it, it's a very difficult illness. It really is, you know. And tonight, you know, I didn't expect Robin Williams to die, but I did dedicate the show to him tonight because I think mental illness is so overlooked at times. And, you know, when you tell somebody who's like depressed, because I've been depressed and snap out of it. Well, you can't always snap out of it, but sometimes no. you just need a hug. 
times you do need someone just yeah. to vent, and that's what my show is about. Even prior to this, is uh, being that I've lost, I lost two children to cystic fibrosis in their 20s, one three years ago, one 12 years ago. And I know what it's like not to have anybody listen or, or people telling you, like, get over it. No, you don't get over it. So that's what my yeah. show's about. So tell us oh. about your so tell us tell us well, about you and your fields and and what you well, feel about I, mental illness. I, I like you. I believe I was in this position. I I too got burnt out in certain in long term care facilities, and mm-hmm. I was like, I need something different. And this, I just opened a, a website for jobs in my area, and this, I said, well, this looks interesting. And the more I mm-hmm. got into this, the more I loved it. I'm a retired law enforcement and firefighter. And wow. so I, what I do, I do get to bring into this is the investigative part, the research part. Um, mm-hmm. I do work with APS and CPS. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say that. That is so weird. Yeah. I also work with APS. Yes. And, oh, really? Wow. I mean, I, I had one patient, Ken, that lived uh, near the uh, Tapazee Bridge in, in Terrytown, New York, Sleepy Hollow, the town of Sleepy Hollow, where the legend, where wow. my dad grew up. Uh-huh. Ken liked to drink, but Ken had had tongue cancer. He ended up dying years later while I, I had him as a patient to pancreatic cancer. Well, Ken also liked to take a little nip here and there, so... APS asked me through our county. I started doing the APS work through the county. And so mm-hmm. we, I would sit, go in, or we'd have to search and make sure the bottles weren't there or whatever. So yeah. I work with APS, and it's funny. I just was feeling that with you. It's crazy. Wow. Um, and, and my parents, I really strongly believe my mother is suffering from uh, depression and bipolarism. And recently, within a couple of weeks, my 16-year-old, I've been watching signs with her, and mm-hmm. she finally admitted to the doctor she is struggling, especially the time around her menstrual, with thoughts, just really not scary suicidal thoughts, but her mind is right. going 100 miles an hour. And yeah. um, I, 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 I'm also trained in Eastern medicine. So right. I have been trying to get her to understand that there is more to life than this. This is, you know, you don't have to be on Prozac, Lipopro, or anything like that. You can. Well, St. John's work, you know, right? <laughs> Right. right. I know what I'm talking about here because my, my own daughter that had cystic fibrosis got diagnosed a few years before she passed with uh, manic depression, bipolar, whatever. And right. she was doing this John's wart, you know. I mean, she couldn't do right. because of everything she had to take for, the, for uh, CF, uh, the right. regular stuff. Know? And right. um, and then I found my father at 90, he died at 82, 80 years old. He was diagnosed bipolar, and now I have mm-hmm. a nephew with it. You know, so wow. and I yeah, it, I'm I'm not into a lot of the conventional, but you know people need it. I'm not a doctor. You know, don't hold that against me. Um, right. I think there's other ways around it too. You know, um, but well, now I'm trying to. I, I think that people, people, I've heard people say, oh, he was a coward for killing himself, and he should have done this. People don't realize it's not something like asthma where, quote, unquote, you grow out of. It is something yeah. that has to be maintained. It's a maintenance program. It is not something somebody 
uh, gets rid of, okay? It's in the brain, for crying out loud. It's it's a chemical reaction. It's how in they fact. deal with their day-to-day living. And I really believe, I, I to know, if you girls, oh, between buying a house, I would love to get my master's in nursing, and I would love to start my own business doing this because I really feel that there is a bigger need of what being an advocate. Um, yes. My husband thinks I should become a lawyer because I can I can make a horse into glue, honey. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I you're like me. Uh, my my daughter face. was you know born I mean? in 78. Like, never let anyone what's... tell you no. Just always, yep. if you feel like you've got to do it, you've got to do it. Calling, just like what we're doing. I mean, I, like I was saying, my daughter wasn't diagnosed until she was almost three, and I, I was told, if, if, I have a book, uh, Best Seller Out, if you want to read it. You can get it for like $3 on Kindle, Rainbows, Butterflies, okay. and One Less Hug. And it's not just about signs the loved ones send us. It's my life story. It's about doctors and how they <laughs> called me at one point a drama queen that my daughter had allergies. And even being in the nursing field, mm-hmm. we don't get... What about genetics? Not back then. I, I went to Mm-mm. nurse my nursing program back in the late sixties. Nobody, even mm-hmm. now, I mean, they they don't teach you about nutrition. They don't teach Mm-mm. you what do you get a half hour crash course. Well, they don't. Now, you know now what I'm saying? Now they. I have to say, uh, my last nursing program, um, when I before I took the state test, you had to have qualifications in nutrition. They are talking mm-hmm. more geriatrics. They are talking. They even brought in Eastern medicine and some uh, doctors and nursing programs. Just mm-hmm. so well, they've come a long way, healthy. baby, in 40 years, because I'll tell you, when I went, <laughs> they didn't do crap, you know. They really didn't. And I even found in the 70s and 80s, because I, once my daughter was diagnosed with CF, I was going to be the one that found the cure. And I was, we were actually, what shocked me, uh, and you'll see in my book in the 80s, she became the poster kid. I started the first door-to-door campaign you know, to make the awareness of cystic fibrosis, okay? And we were actually guests on Regis and Kathy Lee. We were asked to be on the show, and I thought it was somebody clowning around on me. We want you on the show. And I'm like, yeah, right, who's this? You know, who's screwing with me, you know? And Uh so... We, we got the word at about CF, and if I could do that and people know cystic fibrosis, you, are, you have a calling. I'm telling you, I'm telling yeah. you from a nurse, a nurse and an intuitive, because I'm intuitive also, whether you believe it or not, I am. And um, you need to do this. It's your calling. It's your calling. What do you feel, Melissa? Definitely. That's exactly what I feel. Like She has the opportunity to change the world. She's got to go for it. Yep. Well, thank yep. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, do, you, do you also do mediumship? I, I just know that. Yeah, we're both mediums. We are both mediums. How do you feel about the super moon? I have been having these crazy dreams, and I feel oh, that my my husband's grandfather, and possibly my stepfather and father. I don't. Maybe my Nona. I'm not sure. Okay, um, Lisa. Who's Who's Roger to you? Is there a Roger? Yes, there is. Who's Roger? Uncle. Okay, is he on the other side? Yes. Okay, he's coming through. I, I feel him. 
It just he. This is how it does. They Melissa does automatic writing where she just starts drawing pictures and what have you. And we just come out right. recently. I've been intuitive since I was nine. She's been intuitive since she was a kid. When she was, she's also an editor. She's a teacher, but she's an editor. She went to school for editing, and she ended up editing my my first book. And then she's going to be editing the rest of my other three books coming out. But we kind of discovered we didn't tell each other. We just come out pretty much since the show uh, about our gifts. Okay. And um, I'm feeling Roger, and I'm also feeling a Virgo. Who's the Virgo? Virgo would probably have been my grandmother. When was her birthday? Her birthday. Oh, God, when was her birthday? Wait a minute. Nona was in May 12th. Oh, my gosh. My daughter died on May 12th, Mother's Day, the year she died. Go back and listen to my shows about the synchronicity, uh, because everyone that comes on, there's a synchronicity either on the same birthday as me or something else, <laughs> and this is the first May 12th. That was the day my daughter died, 2002, and it was a Mother's Day that year. And that was whose birthday? That was my Nona, my Italian grandmother. Your what? I'm sorry? My Italian grandmother, my Nona, or Nani. Uh, okay. She was uh, very, very instrumental in my life. She was, I I loved her. She raised all boys and mm-hmm. came across the ocean with $2 from the Bank of Italy and mastered, wow. a, mastered a good fortune for the family trust. She was a very... Uh, now, is Roger, is Roger her brother? Uh, Gerald Roger... Was my uncle, her son, who died um, 10, 15 years before her. Okay, so she lost a child. Um, lost, yes. What did Roger pass from? Mental illness, was it? Well, actually, it was a brain aneurysm. So the mental yeah, I the felt brain. The... Yeah, no, I felt, I felt something within the brain, okay? Because, well, you know, we're not right on all the time. It's a puzzle we need to figure out together. But, you know, and and I talk about the synchronicities, and I don't mean to run my mouth off because I do have diarrhea of it sometimes. And like I said, uncensored here. (laughs) Howard Sternett. (laughs) But, um, you know, the May 12th, there's the reason you call the show, because that's our link together, Lisa. The May 12th with my daughter and your, your nana. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Roger yeah. is her son, so she also lost a child. And yeah. um, Melissa, are you picking up anything? Because Melissa does starts doing the creed, you know, the um, the automatic writing. Uh, what are you feeling on this? Uh, no, I just had the idea before that she should do what she was talking about with the nursing and everything with the mentally ill. But that was all okay. that I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it just. Oh, you know, um, that I think is important because I have good vibes with that too, okay? Um, and you're a woman after my own heart because um, I wanted to change the world with this too because I saw so many people put in nursing homes. My goal was to keep them out as long as we could, okay? And you yeah. know the first thing when they get Alzheimer's, they want to just stick them in a home, you know, and let them just be the vegetable. And it sucks. It really sucks, and I think, I think um, you're on the right path, definitely on the right path. And I think by uh, you telling me your your grandmother's birthday is the twelfth and May twelfth, and and I felt Roger coming through that they're saying you go, girl, you go, girl, you need to do this. 
You really need um, to do this. My my family has never been really happy <laughs> about uh, who says I I'm I'm the poster girl national <laughs> families. Let me tell you. <laughs> Which family is? Um, <laughs> my my mother has caused a lot of strain between my daughter and my one of my younger I'm the oldest son of four girls. One of my younger mm-hmm. sisters. And do you? Is this all going to come to a head soon? Because when I felt the moon and the power this this weekend, I was mm-hmm. feeling a major shift. And one of it is my mother's relationship with me. Um, I get it. She's 20 years older than me. She's never going to change. You can't argue with a crazy person. Sorry, folks. Yep. That's what it is. Mom <laughs> but, was a crazy person, um, too. Um, can I ask you a question? Do you have a Layla or Lila in your life also? Or does that mean anything to you? Yes. Uh, my nickname is Lily, and but I have a dear, dear friend um, who always called me Lola. <laughs> okay. Well, my nickname's Lolita when I used to drink white Russians and I came out in my red dress. <laughs> Don't even, I'm not that in my book. That's her beyond. I was feeling that way. Oh yeah, <laughs> Lola. Um, yeah, I'm feeling that they're they are letting you know uh, from the other side, especially Uncle Roger, that you do what you got to do. Things are going to work out. Um, she ain't going to change, you know. Your mom, your mom, she's here with us still, obviously, right? Right, uh, but I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling like the weight. When I worked in hospice in those long-term care facilities, you know that feeling right before someone dies, that heaviness? And the yeah, oh, my gosh. Well, I, I, that's one of the things I hate about my gift. And the window opens up, and it feels so light in the room. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm kind of feeling that anticipation right before that. And I, I don't want about to your mother? that. Yeah. Um, I just like well, see, I don't know... The most recent time I had, actually, I I had it the, when I found out about Robin Williams, but I had it a week ago. I, if you know what you can, if you want, you can friend me on Facebook. You can see a lot of my stories there. But uh-huh. um, a ago something happened, and a very dear friend of mine passed unexpectedly, also of a brain tumor. Actually, I think one of the shows you said. I think I remember that story on one of your shows. He just passed I, I mean, uh, last last week, actually. The funeral was Monday, oh, and I had the heaviness of, um, and it was also the same week that my my boyfriend, forty three years ago, had committed suicide, and so that was taking a toll on me. But you know, I wasn't letting that get to me. But I had that. A lot of things were happening. Strange phone calls, and then I had a tree service there. It was about a part of the tree was going to bring my house down. I was a, a victim to Hurricane Sandy two years ago. Had to live in a hotel for uh, six months so I already we just made repairs here but there was a lot of things happening today but I had this weird thing that I get since I was nine about and I, I I'm so glad you talked about that heaviness that weighted down I call it like the invisible chains before somebody passed I never know who mm-hmm. it is I never know who mm-hmm. it is but then I get the call it lifts it's almost like they come to me and is sucking the energy from me I never That's quite I understood felt. it year ago, but I, you know, I get my triple twos popping. Do you have a connection with tutu or tutu two? <laughs> I see it everywhere. I see okay, it everywhere. well, that's, 
Two, okay, well, that's my thing with my death thing. <laughs> I the two two twos, and then I get that heaviness, and uh, it's been going on for quite a and while. One, and you know one, what? I just I see one ones everywhere. But he, my son, who I know is gifted, he's like, wow, I keep seeing nine eleven, nine eleven, and I and that was a uh, uh, very poignant. Uh, I was pregnant with him at the time, and I was supposed to be in an airplane at the time that occurred. So, uh, really, he sees nine eleven. Wow. I'm always like, mm, I wonder what that message is about. Yeah, <laughs> um, I had actually had happened. Um, I don't know if I put that in my first book. I might have put that in my first book. Um, my daughter was still alive. She died like ten months later. But a very dear friend of mine lost her son that day on nine uh, eleven in the uh, twin towers. You know, and yeah. um, my sister, who's I, I've lost a brother and sister too, but my I have there were six of us. There's still four of us alive, and my sister's company went to the twin towers, and she decided to take another position, so she would have been there that day. And my Ooh. cousin's son was sick that day, and he would have been killed that day, but he was home. So you know yeah. what happened? It's like destiny is destiny. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I. You know, everybody's got their own opinions. They're like, you know what? We all got one. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, but, um, you know, but the, the numbers seem significant, you know. Yeah. And I, like I said, that heaviness, I've never really heard anybody say about the heaviness before. Melissa and I have talked about it. I but, get a lot. Uh, I'm glad you, Do because you? I get that he- yeah. heavy feeling. Yeah, it's, um, I actually, it's sad to say, and now we're talking about it, but my, Son and I, my husband and I both were tossing and turning, and I literally had to pin a blanket on my curtain, over my curtain, because mm-hmm. the moon was so bright. And I thought, okay, right. three in the morning, I I gotta get some sleep, you know, I, I gotta keep my right. face up for these clients. And and uh, to hear that Robin Williams died in uh, near my hometown, I was thinking, could I have a connection to that? I I don't know. But, um, Are you near Pasadena? Uh, my ex-husband lives in Pas- near Pasadena, and my okay, um, I'm feeling current husband. Past- I'm sorry. My current, yeah. husband, and I, that's okay. my current husband and I are—he's um, a retired Marine from the San Diego area. Okay, I don't know that much about. Actually, back in the seventies, uh, around the time of my boyfriend's passing, I was supposed to be moving out to uh, Oxnard. And so I know uh-huh. nothing really about California, then I kind of didn't go. But I just did have uh, uh, something like a flash go about Pasadena with you. I don't know what the hell that means. Well, you want to hear another thing? My aunt, who's the board of director, directors of Alzheimer's in our mm-hmm. area, lived in Oxnard. So, you oh, know, really? I mean, they've definitely got the synchronicity thing going on. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> well, like I said, searching for it. No, and you know what? And I don't because every show it happens. Every single one of my shows, even though before I knew what the hell synchronicity. I mean, of course I heard of it, but I never got into it till I had Mark Ireland on my show, author of Soul Shift, and mm-hmm. uh, then brought Kevin uh, Schopel through with the the, the Bible uh, book. You know, the book about the Bible and spiritual gifts and what have you. So, but yeah. it's. I, 
going back to some of my shows and the synchronicities off the hook. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I had um, two women on a few weeks ago uh, from Ask the Angel show, and Sonny Wells, who is a psychic who ended up making me cry because she brought my son through. I don't bring, you know, I, I've had things happen, you know, signs and these, you know, things. But when somebody else brings it through, I'm just human. You know what I'm saying? And my yeah. son was trying to... So turns out Sonny and I had the same birthday, and her co-host that was on, Christine Dominiac, her birthday was the same day my son died, February 2nd. Whose birthday's in March? Whose birthday's in March? What happened in Who's March? Birth- what happened in March? Something happened in March. Uh, um, what do you mean, as far as whose birthday? Wait, whose birthday's in March? I don't know. I'm getting a birthday in March. Whose birthday's in father. March? Father. March 8th, my father. And mine is March 6th. What do you want really? to know? Really? You, 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 are you also intuitive? I'm very intuitive. My, I have five Pisces signs on my, my chart. What, is, okay. what do you want I to know? I have a lot of March. My dad is March 8th. Um, my both sister-in-laws, one past three months to the day of my son is March 22nd. My other sister-in-law who's here, my, my late brother's wife, is March 20th. My no, niece I literally is, am pulled over to the side of the road. What is it you want to ask your father? Um, what's up, Dad? What's going on? What's, what's going on? What's his throat? What, why am I gagging? Uh, what was wrong with his throat? He had emphysema. My father had okay. emphysema. Did he die of asphyxia? Did he die of pain in his chest? Did he... Yeah, he, he um, had, he uh, had a yeah. And, of course, two of my children with cystic fibrosis. Yeah. Yep. They're with him. They're huh? With him. Um, oh, I know that. Actually, my, well, my own medium came on uh, a couple weeks ago, and she was just out in California. She did my show from California. And my son came through because at the end I said, okay, what messages? And my son said he was over on the other side drinking beer with my dad, <laughs> which is so apropos for both of them, you know. <laughs> So, um, um, yeah. Is there, it, is, there a, is there a Mediterranean descent in your family? Yep. Yep. Um, not, cystic fibrosis. It's a Mediterranean disease. It was. Sicily? Sicily? Uh, Sicily? No, but I have a very dear friend of mine who was supposed to come visit me this week because that was born in Sicily. Uh, he knows something about it. Um, not getting a clear feeling. He also had a my friend. He had an aneurysm a few years back and almost died. Had to learn to walk and talk and everything again. He was an English professor, and uh, actually he was supposed to come visit um, over the weekend. And he had something to do, and then he wanted to come to a fair that we're going to next week, uh, largest fair in New York State. But oh, and his birthday's in March also. Okay. He's a. Yeah, yeah, he's in March, and he's Mediterranean, and, and he's Sicilian. He was born in, um, oh, my gosh, he was born in Messina, Italy, or in Sicilia, or whatever you call it, well, Italy, whatever. I'm, I'm half Italian also. Um, so I, I'm, I'm actually, did, do you ever talk about visiting him or going on a vacation? Some kind of travel. Yeah, he always he wants me to travel with him. He's actually asked me to go to Italy with him because he has a place in Italy. And yeah, uh, two years, quite a few years lover. back, oh my god, yeah, quite a few years back, back he did twenty nine of all the states, and he says, 
why don't you travel the rest of the states with me? But, you know, my son was sick and what have you, but he's still harping on me about traveling with him. Yeah. Okay, get off, since we're uncensored, get off your ass and do it. That's what I'm hearing the father say. My father, you know what? It sounds like exactly what my father would say. Because I don't fly. I have a fear of heights. I don't fly. I have another friend in another um, state telling me he was ready to send me tickets last week to come visit him and uh, out out in the West Coast. He goes, just get get on the plane, get get off your ass. (laughs) So, and I have I have five friends. I. I have not dated in – I got out of a relationship about almost a year and a half ago. Uh, very um, – he was wonderful in many ways but became abusive, and he had to go. And I've not been in a relationship since, and um, I'm very and hesitant guy, about relationships yeah, at the moment. I'm not ready. Like a queen. He's treating you like a queen. Which he one? He to show you off. The one who wants Which to one? travel with him. The travel guy. Really? Hmm. He wants to treat you like a queen. Your father's telling you he's a good guy. Go. But Live. there's two of them that are. He's not. Well, I, I, I don't want to. The I don't. One I'm like. I, I can really laugh with. The other one I can really laugh with, you know? If I was going to travel, it would be with him because he's funny, and I've known him since I was a teenager. He's a good guy, too, well, for many reasons. Like you know, he's he's, he's you, get off your tush. Yeah, cool. well, that sounds cool. like father. Yeah, because yeah. I keep, like, poo-pooing everything. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll do this, and then, like, now I'm busy, and I got stuff to do, and blah, 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 and, you know, and it's all about everybody else, and screw me, you know? <laughs> and now, and now, wow. You could take this show on the road is something I'm hearing, and it doesn't sound like your dad, but it's, I think it may be your son. I'm not sure, but it's an, uh, it was a different voice. You can take this show on the road. Take oh, I know I can, because I do it. I do it from home. I do it right through my computer. I have my own board. I can do okay. the show anywhere. I, I can finish writing my books anywhere. But I'm well, just kind of like... That we're going to get Italy some legal. Or... <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Lisa, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> the other side of the road. Excuse me. I'm parked. I guess I have I to take my own trip to Italy with my own radio show. Lisa, forget about it. Don't worry. About it. All right. <laughs> I still have my sense of humor. Okay, now Robin Williams is working with me. Now too, I want to know here. what Grandpa's going to say to you. You just wait. Oh okay, God. yeah. What is what is my what else is my father? Because Melissa loved That's my, my grandfather, so he's going to say something about you being mean about Italy. So. Watch out. <laughs> I'm not being mean about Italy. I know, I know. I'm not being mean about it. I just don't know what to do because I, the I one person I know I have fun with and he's my buddy. I mean, they're both like my buddies. It's not like boyfriends. But I, I don't know if I'm ready to have a boyfriend. Don't be, it's not about that, though. It's going to see the world. It's that's, just, yeah. that's the whole message. Travel. It's going to see it's, something. Yes, it's, yep. it's, it's getting you out of you. You feel stuck in the mud. You feel yeah, like change your uh, perspective. See, yeah. see the world. You know, here's my saying: if you don't, if you don't okay. like my point of view, well, change your perspective. I'm loving by it. Changing your seat in the stadium, and then right. you get a different view. 
I'll get you a special Yeah, you know, I do need that. I need to do this. Yeah, I agree. You know what? I agree with you. I agree with you, and I am stuck in the mud, you know? And And I'm like, not making excuses. You're about to burst. I feel like you're about to burst. Yeah. Yeah, but she's going to go to the bathroom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love this show. I, you know, uh, this isn't even work. Love it. I love it. You know, but I, um, so Lisa, okay, there's two guy friends. I hope they're both not. One I know listens. The other one I'm not sure if he is. Which, what do I do? See them both? Uh, hang out with them both? I don't know what to do. Well, which one invited you to Italy? Both of them? No. The one who invited you to Italy is the one that she is discussing. <laughs> yes. Yep. I'm not... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Okay. Okay, go ahead. There's a beautiful beach with magnificent crystal clear blue water. It is so healing. I feel like... I live there. You know, I, my, I have a beach home. Uh, I live on the hustle. Talking uh, about. <laughs> okay, no, but I know, but I, I'm sick of this view. It's beautiful. Hmm. Well, I live. Well, where I live? No, I live in New York. <laughs> <laughs> My other friend, I, we were seeing the other day, who was sending me a ticket. He was ready to send me a ticket to come visit him, and he talked about us camping on a beach. And he'd be more like the one I'd like to do that with because I know him. No, I mean, I know the other one, too, and I've spent time with both. But and one I haven't seen since I was a teenager, the other one I spent with. On the beach. <laughs> okay, okay. Hmm. You, you need to be there. You need oh, yeah. to be there. Okay. And I feel, no, 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 I also feel like it's an inspiration for your creative juices. It's like, oh, oh my God, yeah. I feel like fireworks are going off. Mm-hmm. Not like we're oh, girl, fireworks. You know what? You're going to have to fireworks. fireworks because I'm going to give you my private number. we got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking on the air. I'm done with this part. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I have a, my 61st birthday is coming up next month, September 7th. And maybe I'll do something for my birthday. No, maybe, maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I'll a special cake. I know, but if I'm in Italy, what are you going to do? Mail it to me? Yeah, <laughs> that's why they make freezer bags and freezer containers. Oh, my even my wedding will, cake. There's a way. You know, a hot guy named Giuseppe deliver it to you too. Okay. What? A hot guy named Giuseppe. I'll I'll private message oh my God, him and have him. My Italian cake. friend, his real name is Giuseppe. Oh, there you go. Oh my God, that are. really is. You're welcome. That's his middle name. Holy crap, holy. Oh, my gosh. Lisa, I'm serious. Uh, you're on Facebook? I am. I am. I will friend you, and I will remind you who I am. <laughs> okay, do that, because actually there was another caller. They just signed off. I was going to pick them up, oh. but now they're leaving me. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Now you have extra time to talk to her. No pain. Oh, my gosh. So I called to see if my 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 ancestors, my my ascended masters, my spirit guides, my angels, 
I needed to know I'm on the right path. So I'm getting Well, you are definitely, we both felt that from the get-go. And when I brought okay. Roger through and being that, you know, we have your, your Nana's birthday on May 12th, you know, there's definitely a connection for you calling into the show, okay? Yeah, yeah. So there's no way in heck that you're not on the right path, and I feel <laughs> really good about it because you're a woman after my own heart because that was one of the ways I wanted to change the world working with Alzheimer's and dementia. And mm-hmm. I think you should, you need to do this. Okay. You definitely need to. Do this. All right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so anyhow, like I said, send me a, a PM well, uh, with your number. With, See, oh, buy the house, the house, the house. Okay. You haven't bought it yet? Are you in the works or what? Have okay. you signed the papers yet? The home, in, the home inspection went clear today. It was a go. So. I okay. Was there a thing with asbestos or was there a questioning about asbestos in the house? Yeah, because of the age of the home, um, my that, husband yeah. and I were we were worried about that because of our two, my well from the previous relationship I have two beautiful children and he has just mm-hmm. taken them on as his own, and mm-hmm. um, we had concern about the asbestos and they did all the testing they tested the water they tested the they even crawled underneath the house. They said everything is gorgeous and beautiful. And well, I saw the nice. I, I see the asbestos thing, and, and and you got the clear. That's why I asked to make sure everything's clear with that. So if mm-hmm. you got the clear, they're not going to come and say you don't have to, you know have to worry about it. Or you have to worry about it. So everything's everything's fact, together. And in, in about an hour, we are probably going to go over all the reports and finalize the escrow and get that into gear with the VA. Oh, well, you know what? That's how I had gotten my mortgage because my, my, um, my husband passed nine months before my son to um, Agent Orange uh, diabetes, which I'm still fighting the government almost eight years that we started when he was sick, you know. So uh, I feel a big connection with this. I, I think everything is real good with this. I, I know it is. I feel that the, the, the house is good. Your daughter, uh, you said with the depression, I think she just needs to talk more, okay? I think yeah. she... Um, Get her okay. This I don't give medical advice, but I'm giving you some medical advice, and and don't hold me to it. Get her vitamin D levels checked. Oh, that's a great thought. Yes, vitamin D. That is. A it really helps because I have MS. I have multiple yes. sclerosis, and uh-huh. vitamin D has saved my life. It's it gotten rid of depression. It's gotten rid of. Um, it's helped me a lot in many ways. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I'm okay. feeling vitamin D levels with her. Get a check before you do okay. anything else, right? Okay, I will. I will. Okay. Maybe okay. Last. You guys are last. Lisa, call me anytime. I love. Definitely send me your number because like, you and I got to talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love it. Love it. Okay, Bye. sweetheart. Nice talking to you. Good luck I with the house. Thank you. I'm going to tonight. Bye. Uh, have a good night. Don't break a leg, but don't break a leg, okay? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, Lisa, peace out, hon. <laughs> okay. Okay, you know, Melissa, we have another call. Let's see. It's area All right. code 217. Last four numbers, 4700. I need your first name and where you're from. And Lisa's on hold. Hello? Oops, why aren't you coming on here? Hello, what's Hello. your first name and where are you from? Kathy, Springfield, Illinois. Hi, Kathy, how are you? Doing pretty good. 
What's going on? How can we help you? Or did you want to contribute something to the show? I want to know if I'm getting any signs from my loved one that just passed recently. Okay. Who, um, this is crazy because I come out with the craziest thing sometime. Who is, who liked Reese's peanut butter cups? Does that mean anything to you? Yeah. My daughter. What does it mean? Your daughter. Her is that who just... both loved them. Okay. Did your daughter pass? Yes. And she loved the Reese's peanut butter cups? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm getting, so it's, it must be your daughter coming through, okay? Let me see what else I got here. <clears throat> Melissa, are you picking up anything? No, not yet. Okay. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm trying to zone in here, but I, I definitely saw the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Um, do you have a Rita, Rita in your family, someone you know by the name of Rita? R-I-T-A? No. Write it down. It may not mean nothing, anything now, but it may mean something, okay? Because that's okay. how spirit works. Okay. All right. Um, was your daughter's death uh, an accident or was it a sickness? Sickness. Okay. Did she have what my children had, cystic fibrosis? No. Okay, okay. I don't know why I'm feeling CF. Hmm. Did you know somebody with cystic fibrosis? No. Okay. Like I said, if you got a pen and paper, write it down. Okay? I don't know. Maybe she's connected with my kids. Maybe that's why I'm seeing it, you know? Um, how, how did she pass in the past few months, six months? Eight months. Eight months. Okay, that's pretty close, pretty close. And it was expected? No. Okay, all right. Well, she'd been sick, but I didn't think it was going to be that soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you mind me asking what she had? She had uh, uh, pancreatitis problems, but actually she uh, uh, was over-medicated. I think there was a little bit of... Uh, that that probably kill her too. Yeah, that happens. My my sister died of uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Never smoked, drank, did drugs, and uh, the, the the medications I think added to that too. So I, I can relate to that. Yeah. Did she have uh, non-Hodgkin's? Did she have lymphoma? Oh yeah. Did she have what? Did she have lymphoma or a leukemia? Blood something with the blood with her. Yes. What did she have? No Hodgkin's lymphoma? I don't know what it's called, but it's when uh, your blood veins break down and you start bleeding out. Hmm. Hmm. So they never gave you a true diagnosis on her, huh? No. Was she autopsied or you stopped it? She was autopsied. And they still had no answer, huh? Well, they said it was... Uh, uh, that her lungs gave out, but there was a lot of other things to it. They said pancreas, uh, uh, that all the meds she was on just messed up all of her organs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. And that's okay. the best way to Was your daughter in late 20s, early 30s? 29. Okay, well, that's 
don't know where I was going with that. Hmm. Um, was she married? No. Okay, she had no children then, huh? Yes, she did. Oh, uh, yeah, I was feeling a child with her. Um, was it a boy? Yes. Okay. Is his name Bobby? Is there a Bobby? No. Okay, like I said, what I give you, and it doesn't make sense, write it down. Okay. Now, is her son with you? Yes. Okay, okay. Is he, how is he doing? Pretty good. He had a rough time for a couple of months, but he's doing pretty good now. Okay, I think all right. Well, she wants you to to tell tell him that she's watching, or tell you that she's watching over him. Um, have you received a sign from your daughter that you were kind of hesitant to believe it was a sign? Yes. Okay. Why am I seeing big hearts? What's 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 up with the heart? God. I was crying one day out here on the, in my garage, and I just had my head down, and teardrops followed flowed on the table, and mm-hmm. I uh, just kind of looked like a bunch of tears. I started connecting it and it put a Y in a big heart. Okay, well, that's her coming through. She's letting you know she's around you, and she is very close to her son. She's watching over you and him. Um, you know, I, I'm sure if you know my show or know me, I don't know what you know about me. <clears throat> you know, I've lost two children myself to uh, cystic fibrosis that were in their 20s, 28 and 22. So I know how hard this grief is, especially the beginning. It gets different. It never gets easier. It, it gets different. Um, yeah. She wants you to put all your all your efforts into him, your son. Okay, um, he's going to be okay. He's going to he's going to help with the healing process with you. Okay, Melissa, are you feeling anything on this? No, sorry. Okay, all right. Well, I think she just wants you know she she's letting you know that she has sent you signs. That heart sign, I guess, with the tears, like I said, it's, it's, when they come to me, I have to help, you have to help me put the puzzle, you, you know, we have to work together, okay? But she was showing me hearts, you know? And that, has she given you any other signs, or was that the only sign that you felt? Uh, she came in my dream with all the Oh, she has, you had a visit with her, okay. Did she tell you to just take care of my little boy? No. No? Was it, okay, was it a positive dream or a negative dream? Positive. Okay. Because if it's a negative dream, that's not a dream visit. Only dream visits are positive. That's when you're really connected with them. Well, she's saying now, take care of him. I mean, she has no doubt that you will, you know. Is he, um, is he a little bit hyperactive? Is he what? Hyperactive. Does he have a learning disability? Uh, he has trouble in school, yes. I'm sorry? He has trouble in school, but they've never diagnosed him with a learning disability. Okay, like like he's, he can't sit still at times? Yes. Okay, yeah, she's letting me know that. She said that's all going to work out. That It's all going to work out. He's just, um, I'm not so sure if he's ADHD or hyper, really hyperkinetic. I think he's just acting out and and you need you need to work with him with this you know is he um has he talked to anybody or seen a therapist or anything 
Yes, he did go to his therapist for a while, but then he didn't want to go back, and they said that they could not force him if he didn't want to go. Hey, okay. That, that was How old is he, like 9, 10? 11. Okay, see, I'm close. He needs to, He does need to see somebody. It was the wrong person you went to see. He does need. He needs to talk out. He needs to talk out his aggressions is what I'm getting, okay? That's what I'm feeling that she's letting me know and that she, she loves you, and she will send you more signs. And... Uh, I'm seeing, uh, do you have some kind of a memorial for her? Did I have a memorial for her? Uh, I have oh, her fireplace. So like, a, like a rock garden or something for her? Like a what? Like a rock garden or something set up in memory of her? I have her fireplace. It was in her house with all her pictures and flowers around it. Okay, okay. Yeah, include her little boy with this. Um, you know, um, you got to keep her memory alive because he he needs that. You know, uh, I feel like a lot of people like walk on um, hot stones around him and try to keep things under wraps and not really talk about her too much. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Well, you need to talk to him. <clears throat> you need to <clears throat> excuse me. Open up with him about her. He needs to talk about her. And I, I think he's going to be okay. All right? Okay. Okay, anything else, Kathy? Because now I have other callers coming in and wanting to ask questions, and we're down to about 20-some minutes. So is there no, anything else fine. that you want to know? But she is around you. She is sending you, you signs. Thank you so much. And God bless okay, you. Kathy, God bless. And call in. We're on every Tuesday night, okay? And this will okay. be archived. Go back and listen to it, okay, in case you missed something. I will. Thank you. Hey, God bless, Kathy. You too. God bless. Okay, bye-bye. Well, let's see. We have another caller. Okay. Okay, awesome. Okay, area code 209, last four numbers, 0969. I just need your first name and where you're calling from. Cindy Hello, from what's California. your name? Cindy you're from, from California. California. What's your, yes, what's your first name? Cindy. Hi, Cindy. How are you? How can we help you? Okay, um... I had taken my daughter out for her birthday, and um, she's special needs. And I felt there was somebody in our presence because there was a few ins and outs that I would say, hey, sissy, you know, I wish we would have brought that bucket to grab some sand, right? Well, I go along along the beach, and then all of a sudden I look down, there's a red bucket. I think to myself, what are you doing there, red bucket? I was just like a ways back, and I'm asked to tell my daughter, we need a red. Mm-hmm. We need a bucket, not a red bucket. It was there. Okay, there was an in, innuendo there. I'm um, at the beach there, and these two young ladies. I didn't have no cash on me. Um, these two young ladies came back and said how pretty of a little girl you are, and I talked about a book I wrote. And all of a sudden, um, they went, and I gave Corey a ride, and, and then we came back, and these ladies give me twenty dollars. I said, no, I don't need your money. Um, they stuffed it in her back of her uh, her bag. And I was uh-huh. blown away with that. Okay, there was like two things that came through the into that picture that day. Um, I called my sister for her her dad, um, my daughter's dad's phone number, and all of a sudden, uh-huh. when I'm talking to her, he texts back. He texts not back, but he texts, say I'm here. Okay, that was another odd odd thing. And my right. name town, and I said, sissy, I need to get you a tie dye dress. I went to go get right. gas earlier that morning, and there was no shop around. All of a sudden, I'm driving out of town. There's a big shop with a bunch of tie-dye dresses. It was there wow. this morning. That was happening. 
I get back into town, now, I go to my lo- local store, and I'm talking to the clerk, and I'm, we're talking about um, a person and about right. my mother's case. My mother was murdered when I was really young. And I don't Who's know if her coming through that. Huh? Who's Lori? Lori. Lori. Yeah. I have yep. a cousin that I haven't seen in 30 years down in Southern California that his name is Lori. Okay. Um, I just I feel first, like there's something with a Lori connection. You need to speak with her. There was this person that with us, I and the clerk was talking to, and then here, this person I was asking about, uh, the clerk, all of a sudden I walk out to the car, and here she comes. I haven't seen this mm-hmm. lady in 10 years. And then we were talking, we were talking about my mother's murder in 1970. Sometimes uh-huh. I think she's around me, and I don't know how to connect. And, um, well, that day, it sounds like, sounds like she's um, connecting to you by that bucket, and, and I feel those people on the beach. Oh. I believe angels walk amongst, among us, okay? And yeah. they can take human form, because I've had it happen to me, and I don't care who thinks I'm nuts. Believe me, it's happened. I think your mother is giving you very subtle signs <laughs> that she is yeah. around you, <clears throat> you know? We were and, sitting there uh, in the sand. Yeah, go ahead. Hmm? We were sitting in there in the sand, and I'm having this iPad in front of me, eh? and I'm thinking, yeah. well, I'm trying to get pictures. I said, Sissy, I wish somebody really nice would come along and, and just help us for a minute. Well, here comes this lady, i say about 10, 15 minutes later, pushing a wheelchair of a young man, and she's mm-hmm. walking closely, and she goes, oh, your daughter's really pretty, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and mm-hmm. she goes, well, let me take some pictures. I said, no, you're not asking me that. I was mm-hmm. looking at a few minutes ago, the bucket, the the 20 bucks, these ladies, you know, I didn't have to do that, the tie-dye dress, the, the call from her dad. Do you feel that you're intuitive? Um, do you feel that you have I intuition? I do. Yeah, I do. I'm a I'm an Aquarian. So, yeah, I do. I, I feel that sometimes. Well, you can be an Aquarian, but, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm a Virgo. So, you know, <laughs> we come from all sorts of signs, you know. Um, yeah. You know, it really doesn't matter what sign you are. I just feel by all these experiences happening to you that your mother is trying to connect to you on a personal level, not just by simple signs, you know, and that you're, you, you have to um, stop doubting yourself. You 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 have these signs, things happen, and you say, "Oh my God, am I crazy? Am I right?" Yeah, and it's at the same time right now. My mom was murdered in 1970, and I've kind of right. like reopened her case. I've opened her case right. back up, sort of, and um, I'm getting settled signs of when to back off, when to go forward, when to back off. Until mm-hmm. the uh, detective tells us, "Okay, you got us, you got an approved. Um, you're, we're getting uh, a reward." For the state, from the state, to put your mom's case out there. Well, it's been out there. Do they know who did this, your mother? Do they they know who did it? They don't. Okay. I don't know. I wish there was some indie windows there. (laughs) Okay. Like I said, whatever names I give you, write down. I I don't know why Lori sticks in my mind, uh, and you haven't seen her since your mother's death, or what's the story with Uh, you, Lori? I haven't. She's a, a cousin. On my father's side, her father, which is, um, he passed away in 1963. And she said, she's mm-hmm. the same age as me, but um, we're 53 mm-hmm. years old. No, I haven't seen her in decades. She lives in Southern California. I just feel like, I think 
I don't know. I just I'm feeling like your mother is persuading me to pick up that phone and, and contact Lori for some reason. I don't know why. I, I like I said, it, this is when they come through. I, if I had all the answers, I'd be God. Yeah. I just have to work with you. You work with me with the puzzle names that I get, feelings that I get. Yeah. You know, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, there was a while back. A while back, I was wanting to go to Southern California and just to look mm-hmm. her up, and that was only a month ago. Oh, to see Lori. Yeah, that's your yeah. mother. Your mother. Your, I have a feeling Lori's going to give you some information that you'd be kind of shocked about. I don't know why. I don't know. I think you need to contact her. Why don't you? I have some other callers, but why don't you do that? And give me, you know, my shoes. My shoe. My show is on every <laughs> Tuesday night. My shoe. I, I just love <laughs> you, so I started laughing. Oh, gosh. Well, anyhow, you, you, oh, you, you what? You just drew a shoe? What? Is there any other names what? you're seeing coming through? Tony? I'm feeling an Alyssa. Alyssa. Uh, what are you feeling, Alyssa? A, a Tony? A Tony. Hmm. No. Either one of those names make any sense? <laughs> no. No, 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 uh, not Anthony or Tony or Alyssa. Okay, write them down. Write them down. But contact I am, I am, Lori. Call my show back uh, next couple weeks and let me know what happens, and we can go from I there. Will. How's that? I will. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because Lori's I have mother, a feeling that yeah. your mother. Somehow, I feel Lori's gonna. I don't know. Lori's got got something for you. I I don't know what it is. Okay. Well, her okay, mother was that, my mom and dad's best. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will do that. I, Okay, her phone number. Okay, the then, then call us back and, 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 and keep us abreast what's going on, okay? Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Alrighty. I'm going to put her on hold. You there, Moose? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, actually, we have two other callers, so just as I hung up on this lady, uh, the other callers dropped, too. So we're down to about 16 minutes of the show. And, uh, wow, we had some pretty good readings tonight, huh? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And I'm liking that one Lisa. Yeah, really, huh? I know. Free me, you know? Because Grandpa would tell me to get off my butt. You know? That sounds like him. Like, oh, yeah. Right yeah he, was, he was hardcore because I keep, I'm a procrastinator. I'm not, I like that he actually, I'm not even like a it is, you know? hater. I'm just like, ah, whatever, you know? I'd rather work and, and get stressed out by people, you know? Sometimes you just need one person to motivate you, you know? Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, some people try to get me going and whatever, but I, I think about everything else in my life that's going on and that's happened. And, and I'm, I'm not even saying like a trusting issue. It's just right. kind of like... you got to um, just focus on you. Like ultimately, it's up to you yeah. to do this, nobody else. Like we can motivate you and all these other things, but you have to... Yeah. You have to do it for you. I feel like when it's ready, it's meant to be, you know, case the rock, right. whatever will be, will be, you know. And also you only live and, once, so you uh, don't I, to I, keep pushing it. Wow. Yeah, I don't want to step backwards either, you know. I'm, I'm very right. cautious, you know. I proceed with caution about things, and sometimes I get hyped about things, and then I think, oh, you know. I mean, I'm not 20 anymore, you know. I'm 61 right. almost. I got mess and you know and and there's a lot of uh, factors and to where I'm going in life at this point you know right. I want to have fun I, I really that everything's going to work out huh sometimes you just have to have faith that everything will work out I, you know I have faith and yeah. that's why I'm I've 
pretty much given it to God to oh, when the timing, whoever I'm going to be with, or it's not even, a, you know, I'm not even talking like boyfriend, girlfriend thing right now. You know, it's just, uh, you know, someone to do something with and have a good time. But I'm, I'm, I just, I want to know it's going to be right. I mean, no, nobody knows that anything's going to be totally right, you know, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just very cautious, you know, and maybe I got to let my guard down a little bit once yeah. in a while, you know. Yeah. So I guess maybe maybe it's time to work on me. Maybe that's why Grandpa came through, you know? I because think so. she did have the March and she did save my dad. That's why it, she kept saying March, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like my one friend is March, but uh, I forgot what day or whatever. But, uh, you know, I don't know. But we'll talk about that privately. <laughs> you know, certain things I don't want to put on the air either. Of course. You know, I just don't like to be pressured into things that if I don't feel that I'm ready for it, you know? Yeah. But, uh I do I do need a life besides the show and the books. And when I feel like it does change everything. perspective. When you go somewhere new, it just kind of refreshes and opens your mind. It changes Yeah, you. like you she said, too, that she felt seen. that she's seeing yeah. a beach and, and, and me really opening up with things, you know. And exactly. sometimes I duck. And uh, I have a very good friend, my actually my friend Carol, that's inspired me to write my book. She kept pushing me. And she her one of her famous sayings, and I, I don't know who wrote it i can't remember but uh she goes and i wrote about it in my book too about getting stuck on the beach some of us get stuck on the beach you know some people get stuck and just sit there and kind of like what she was saying get off your butt you know some people get up and they take that swim other people just get stuck you know and i've never been one to be stuck on the beach i've always like been the free spirit and 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 like the adventure and whatever, but I'm I'm proceeding with caution these days, you know. Yeah. You know, like, I I, I had like a, you have a to be a balance of, of both caution but also fun. You know what I mean? I'm exactly. Next, so. No, no, I'm I'm all up for fun, you know. But right. I don't want to put into a situation that I don't know if it's right or not. And I guess you don't know if it's right unless you try it, you know. You don't. That's the thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I and I'm not just talking. You know, this is, show isn't about me and my personal business, but it's. It I think a lot of. Getting <laughs> Yeah, right. Go figure. But um, you know, I think a lot world? of. People, yeah, right. <laughs> Wayne's World. Wayne's World. <laughs> Wayne's World party time. Excellent. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Ooh, look what I can do. You know, <laughs> but. Party um, <laughs> on Wayne. No, party on Garth. Gosh, now, I think a lot of people can relate to what I'm saying. That's why I say it. You know, I do feel really like some a... things in life are scary, but it's like you just have to kind of take little baby steps towards them, and then mm-hmm. every single time that you do that, things become easier and more manageable. Yeah, you know? little baby steps. I think I do need a little push these days. I you think know? you need like to a... just go on a plane, just go onto it, and come off of it, just so you're actually on it. You know what I mean? That's well, your first like step. I said. My problem is the it's not a I don't have a control issue. It's just that with my panic disorder, I'd have to be driving the plane. So they're gonna have That's to sedate great. you. You're saying for you to get on the plane. Yeah. What's that song? Da, da, you're sedated. No. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Sedated. I know. I have a have a have a couple drinks. Well, that ain't gonna work. And then I'll be having Yahoo time on the plane and trying to open up a window to get some air or something. You know. <laughs> Well, the one I thing know, is, you, you know. cannot open the window because of the suction pressure, so that's one thing I'll tell you now. Uh, no, I know about that, because I've watched okay. Twilight Zone, and they, they had the, they, I, this they're is kind of like me. They I'm had just opening two, my window. <laughs> no, no, they had two episodes of Twilight Zone. This is just goofy me right now, and yeah. uh, because we got to throw some fun into the show once in a while, but one with, uh, what's his name, um, 
One was uh, actually I was on when I was on Regis Filmin back in the eighties. I was on with John Licko, uh that was in Harry and the oh, Hendersons. Oh, Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, and well Footloose. he was. Well, he was on Regis with me that day. I was sitting in the green room right next to him when I did Regis back in the 80s. And he did an episode of Twilight Zone along with, what was the guy from Star Wars? Uh, Jimmy, uh, James, um, oh my God, he's a little wacky. He did the, um, kind of like the, uh, uh, oh God. He did the stupid song. He made music, but he kind of talked through it. And he did it kind of like with the Family Guy thing. I can't remember Um, his name. I don't know. But he did an episode. The Twilight Zone, and they were both the same situation on the plane, and then seeing the guy on the wing, and nobody would listen to him, and he had the panic attacks, and he was sweating, and nobody believed him about the guy trying to break the wing off. That would be me on a plane, you know. Aww. It's like guy out there, you know. I've uh, William, actually seen uh, before. I've Hager, been on William a plane. I've been on a yeah. plane, and I've actually seen someone have a panic attack on it. Really? And I guess I never oh. realized the severity of it until I saw this girl. Mm-hmm. Like she literally was like, get me off the plane. She was crying. She was shaking. The guy was oh, holding yeah. her hand. I mean, she was breaking out into a sweat. I had That's never terrible. You go, your eyes, your that. vision starts going, you're hearing. I've, I've yeah. done this on bridges. Like, so literally, bridges she was, like, and, screaming and crying. I didn't understand what it was until I realized it was a panic attack. terrible. It really is. Because yeah. I, I actually, I was uh, on vacation years ago with a friend of mine that had my place before me. And she saw me. We hit a bridge. And it was straight up in the air. And I was, oh, you had to see it. And I was just talking to her last night, matter of fact. And I, she wants me to, you know, she let's go on a cruise. And she's not well or so. She goes, but let's go on a cruise. I said, are you crazy? I said, you see me coming off over a bridge in Jersey. I said, mm-hmm. you want me to get on a ship with you? Are you nuts? You know? <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know what causes this. I've tried working with it. I've, you know, it, it, it hasn't always been bad. It's been up and down, you know, my life, the panic attacts. But maybe we'll do a show on that. They're, they're really real, and it's scary, you know. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, maybe I'll, you know, she actually does hypnosis. She goes, let me hypnotize you and get over this, you know. Maybe I'll try yeah, it. I don't know. Maybe you could do that you one know. day. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. But I know I need to get off my butt and start doing other things, too. And I think it'll improve the show. I think you're in the right direction now, what you're doing with the book and the show. All these things kind of, like, are leading you towards something else new, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I really do because, you know, I've been asked to speak around the country, you know, and um, to, to to speak about my book and to do book signings. And I put a lot of things on hold that can promote my work work, you know. Um, I mean, this is kind of like is the show. Is that because kind of, of the travel factor, you mean? Because yeah, you can't because really of the travel issues. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I'm willing to do Amtrak or something. I've done that before yeah. or whatever. Uh, so then that's you how know. you start. You go to the ones that you can take an Amtrak to. And then yeah, like I mean you can pretty much Amtrak there. anywhere, you know, except Hawaii. Right. But so there you uh, go. I mean, so, there's so do things that I want to see and do, you know. But I, I have to get over this, and I'm I'm being honest, you know. I'm I'm pretty honest, yeah. not even on the show. I don't care who knows because, you know, there's hundreds and thousands of other people that have this disorder, you know, and it's yeah. very real and very 
scary. Just like, you know, even with Robin Williams, it's one of the things we talk about tonight that have depression. You know, it's not always about giving somebody a hug. Yes, you got to be supportive of them, but sometimes the depression gets so severe that you need more than just a hug. You need support, you know, but you need to look for the signs of the depression, you know, the true clinical depression, you know. Yeah. So, and that's yeah. kind of the way with my panic attacks because it's a very real thing to me. I, I don't want to have this. I want to travel. I want to go race hell. I want to have some fun. You know, I want to see things, you know. But, uh, you know, but there's lots of other people with it. So maybe if I get some kind of help, maybe that's my next thing. With my panic attacks, I can help somebody else through that, you know. Right. Maybe that's something to... Sometimes it's just uh, you relating to someone else to try to help them. You know what I mean? Like, some uh, people feel like nobody out there has the same problem as them, and it's not until you talk about it that they realize there's more people that have the same condition. Well, you know, mine started back when I was a kid. Um, actually, after I got sick with the encephalitis, when my gift came out, too. Some of the times I was having panic attacks because of the gift, because I didn't know what the heck was going on. I was like, oh, my God, am I kooky? You know, and but I knew I wasn't, you know. And I think opening up about the gift now and being honest about it, I actually, I've, I finally, at 60, almost 61, found peace since I've, I've really come out about it. And I don't care who looks at me weird. And there's still people going, to think, oh, she's a weirdo. Well, people are always going to judge you. It's just how you see yourself that really matters, you know? Now and then, I don't care anymore because I know what I'm doing. I know I'm not nuts, you know? So I really don't. You know, let them judge. The only judge in my life should be God, and that's the only judge any of us should have, you know? Yeah. He's the one that us. There's one judgment, you know, and that's him. So that's where I've kind of like decided, like, I don't care. Let them judge me because they're going to they're going to think what they want. Anyhow, you know, I mean, I know that that God has elected me or allowed me to have the gift that I have now to help others. And I, I could, you know, I said before, I could sit here and just and just not do nothing since my children died and just veg too. I have purpose. This is giving me purpose and a good purpose to help others through it that he's also allowed me the strength to help others through it, you know, and to help yeah. others that are going through other things, you know. So so maybe that's something else to look look into, you know. So so what's going on with you tonight? You weren't getting anything with anybody or just tired or what? Me? Yeah. No, I just I didn't really have any of those vibes happening <laughs> yet. Oh no, I mean I've been tired. Oh no, no, I I want to tell people that too, and I think I've talked about other shows. It's well, sometimes I get it, and it's overwhelming. It's every two seconds, and I'm just like writing it all down. But then other times, no, I know. I mean, and there's no reason. I'm not saying even to apologize about it because there are times when I get on the show and people ask questions, and I'm not getting nothing. I'm like, I ain't getting nothing. You know, kind of, I mean, it has it to be how they are if they're open to it too, kind of. Yeah, well, I, I think mean. we discussed that on with Kevin last week also, is right. that there are people that are out there looking for uh, getting into things that that's not the gift. The gift yeah. is when it comes, not when you go out looking for. It. I'm not out naturally. Yeah, yeah, it's like anything else. It is natural. It's 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 just like you know, getting up and 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 waking up every day, or going to sleep at night, or eating, or whatever. It's something that is natural. I'm not out there looking to with voodoo dolls and well, let's do this. Let's, that's not what I do, and that's not what you do, and that's what most intuitives. No. I mean, we don't do that. Spirit no. comes to us. We don't go looking for them. You know, people that's ask questions. 
answer them. If they they want to talk, they're going to talk. If there's something they got to say, they're going to say. If they they want me to heal or you to heal or, or one of the other intuitives to heal you through something you're going through, they're going to let us know. We can't say, hey, you, come here. It don't work exactly. that way. That and it really just depends on the person and their energy. The huh? It really depends on the person and their energy. Like if they bring a negative energy to it, it's like, I don't get anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, but if they're true. like open to it and really wondering and really curious, all of a sudden it's like I'm drawing things, you know? So it's just. Yeah. Well, it's, that's, you know, this is my 29th show. And there's been a few shows where uh, and you and I've talked about it after the show. There was some, there's been some negative energy on this show at times. Too. Yeah. And you and I both felt it. We get up the phone. It's like, you know what? They just called in because they just want to trip you up or it's yeah. a hoax or whatever. And we can feel it. Like it's people. literally I like two let you know goes by in two seconds because there's so many amazing ones. So. Oh, yeah. Like tonight, it was boom, boom, boom. I was pretty yeah. much on the money. With, it was very you know? quick, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's that's the gift from God that we talk about. But there's other ones that have called in, and I, I I get creeped out because first of all they're in it because they think it's a joke, and there was a couple of people we discussed that I knew it was just a joke to them. Yeah, and I think and that's also why for a couple of them I didn't say anything because the whole entire thing I I wrote like they're lying. I wrote it on my paper. Yeah, like, I'm not I'm not writing anything because. The whole thing they're saying is a lie, and I'm not wasting my energy on that. So no, I knew right away, you know. Because you and I have gotten off the show, and I just want to let our listeners out there know, too, that you and I both felt it at the same time. They're full of bull. They're not. They're oh, calling yeah. in because they for a joke, and it's like, yeah, before you well, you know what? on the phone, I was like, whoa, she completely lied about everything, <laughs> you know. No, and I, I'll call you true. up, and Oh, did you feel it? Yeah. Well, you yeah. know what? We know it when you're lying, too, okay? Oh, yeah. So that's I see right part of our it, gift. Like it's clear, you know? Yeah, it's like, ugh, you know, I'm feeling, I feel yucky. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, uh, <laughs> no. why bother? Because we're, 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 we're trying to help people. We're not a joke. So, exactly. But anyhow, Melissa, I don't know what we're going to do next week. Uh, we may have somebody else coming on. I'm waiting to hear from somebody, but we're down to about a minute. So I just want to say uh, rest in peace to Robin Williams and that Me I posted too. on my uh, an my 800 captain. number if, if you feel in a crisis. And if you feel you need to talk to somebody and you feel suicidal, please call the the, uh, the 1-800 number that I posted tonight. And uh, remember, we're here for you, um, but we're not, you know, we're not psychiatrists, but uh, we're here to help you any way we can and direct you to whatever may, may help get you the help you need. So I just want to say God bless everybody and God bless Robin Williams and... Uh, um, you know, and I, I do truly feel bad about his, the loss of him, but I think he's going to serve another purpose now and help many yeah. more because that's how it goes. So. And he and lives he on also, throughout his movies, so watch yep. them and embrace them. Exactly. Yep, new meaning, new meaning. So, well, anyhow, love you, Melissa. Love, love you know, everybody out there. And have a good night, and we'll see you next Tuesday night, 79 Eastern Standard Time. God bless and have a good evening. Okay? Have a good night. Okay, this is Peggy Emanisi signing off from Sides of Love and Send Us. God bless. Bye.